Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. On July 9th, Uber Eats driver and future MTSU student Philip Dean encountered something on I-285 in Atlanta that was even screwier than the interstate in Atlanta is most of the time. An armored truck had spilled part of its load of money all over the highway. What happened next was recounted by reporter Tyler Estep in the October 2nd edition of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and it was something Dean, an Air Force veteran and aerospace major, will never forget. An object lesson in honesty, lack of honesty, and the strangest traffic tie-up ever after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Ever tried to figure out what someone's really saying with their body language? A former FBI agent turned nonverbal communications expert can help you translate. Joe Navarro spent 25 years with the agency, specializing in counterintelligence, counterterrorism, and behavioral assessment before beginning a second career as a communications expert. He's bringing his 45-plus years of expertise back to MTSU on Wednesday, November 6th, to discuss nonverbal communications in forensics, business, and interpersonal relationships. Navarro's day-long workshop, sponsored by MTSU's Forensic Institute for Research and Education, is set for November 6th in Room 250 of the university's Student Union Building. Navarro, the best-selling author and co-author of Dangerous Personalities, What Everybody is Saying, and Louder Than Words, has lectured at the Harvard Business School, is an international corporate consultant on body language and management practices, and even taught classes on poker tell at the World Series of Poker Academy. And two recent graduates of MTSU's adult degree completion program just so happened to find themselves as colleagues in one of the state's biggest fire departments. Both Alana Brown and Anne DeShell graduated with MTSU degrees in 2009 and 2014, respectively. Brown's degree is in organizational leadership, a professional studies program concentration, while DeShell completed her degree in liberal studies. Together, DeShell and Brown bring more than 42 years of service to the Nashville Fire Department. DeShell serves as the department's chaplain, and Brown is an EMS district chief. Both urge adult learners to embrace their new MTSU community. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Philip, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's a great pleasure to be here. <laughs> Let's begin at the beginning. Just tell us what happened in your own words. Well, uh, I spent some time in Atlanta this summer after getting out of the Air Force, and uh, I was driving for Uber Eats just to make some money, just mm -hmm. to break in paychecks between being mm -hmm. in school and being out of the Air Force, so I wanted to do something. And your parents and, uh, live in Roswell, right? Yes, they live down in Roswell. Okay. Um, I grew up in Knoxville, but they moved down, so it's... It's kind of a split. I grew up in Knoxville, but they live in Atlanta now, okay. in Roswell. And um, well, after spending some hours driving around, I decided to kind of call it quits for the day. And I was driving back home to Roswell to spend time with parents. My grandmother's in town at the time. And I came over the hill on 285, and I saw about 40 or 35 cars or so all slammed on the brakes. And that really confused me. And I went into the danger mode of, oh, no, this is a huge wreck. This is a huge pileup. I'm thinking first stage. I'm thinking... Uh, triage, whatever I need to do. Let's. Let, there's no police here yet. Oh, oh no! Situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I look past it over the hill and past all the 
uh, cars and there's smooth traffic. Now I'm thinking, what's going on? <laughs> so I, I, pile, I drive past the main of where actually the incident happened and I saw what looked like a pile of leaves and it literally looked like leaves flying around and it looked like just a normal pile of leaves. And I look a little bit closer and I see people collecting money and that pile of leaves actually was a pile of money. So I, I decided after debating a little bit, I'm going to pull past the pile of cars, a little bit safer section, not get hit. I might as well stick around and see what's going on. So I, I get out of my car. I spent maybe about three minutes out there and uh, I picked up $18, all $1 bills. And uh, it was just a very interesting experience with uh, there was a pile of leaves or a pile of a row of money, $1 bills. And me and this this other gentleman were walking side by side, basically. And it came to the end with $1 bill by itself. And we look at each other. We both hesitated. And he looked at me. He's like, go ahead. That's all yours. So it was just that interesting experience of everyone kind of being nice to each other and being excited and happy about the situation. And I, I decided to call it quits after that 18 because I didn't want to get hit by a car. I didn't want to get arrested. I don't know why the money was there. I'd rather get on my way and go from there. So you didn't see the armored car I at not. first. Uh, I It was further up the road. It was way up so the road. I, I had passed it by the time... Um, it was kind of hidden by all the cars that are pulled over next to it. Uh-huh. So um, I did not go up the road to where the armored car was. Uh, someone actually mentioned to me when I was on the side of the road that, oh, if there's $100 bills up the road. Go up there. Mm-hmm. And I, I chose not to personally, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely an interesting experience for sure. Now, this was in like the Shambly Dunwoody area somewhere around there? Yes. And the, the Dunwoody Police Department dealt with it. Okay. It, were people stopped on both sides of the interstate? Uh, I don't believe so. I was mainly focused on just our, our side of the road uh, because I didn't I didn't want to be distracted enough and hit someone right? Um, or hit a car. And um, I don't believe so. Uh, I don't think the money had a chance to even make it over to the other side of the road before it was all picked up. It wasn't particularly windy that day. Uh, not exactly. It was about six or seven o'clock when it happened. Um, so the wind was, if there was any wind that day, it was dying down. So the guy who chose not to fight you for the $1 bill, was that a surprise to you? Because a a long time before you were born, there was a movie titled, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It was a comedy in which every prominent comedian at the time was in it, and they were all playing characters who were trying to make this mad dash to get to a great big pile of money, and they were all killing themselves and crawling over each other in order to do it. Uh, so did it surprise you that people were not, uh, you know, in that kind of predatory mode when they were trying to collect these bills? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. I, I was I was happy in that people were not fighting over it because uh, that could have escalated to something worse than what it could have been. Um, but I, I, was, I was a little taken back by how everyone was reacting because – Everyone was happy and excited, and I mean, it's not every day you could see that much money on the ground. When I mean, me personally, other than seeing that pile of leaves, when I believe it was one hundred seventy-five thousand, I've never seen that much in one spot before. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting to see that. Now, the people who got out of their cars and started chasing these bills, uh, according to uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution story. They were dressed in all kinds of of getups. Did you see any weird getups? Uh, uh, 
me personally, no. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I I was a little bit further down enough to not mm-hmm. see the true craziness. Yeah. Um, I think I was around the the right people who all decided to pull past it to kind of avoid the the main spot. Some woman got out of the car wearing bunny slippers. I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they didn't care what they looked like. They mm-hmm. were just hell-bent and determined to get this money. Exactly. So you never saw the, the armored car crew, the two women who uh, had been uh, concerned all along about this side door that was not locking properly. I did not get to see them personally, no. No. Did you just sort of go for the money, what little of it you collected, instinctually or because everybody else was doing it? Eventually, I, you didn't keep it, but did, did you just do it because everybody else was doing it or what? Uh, I, I believe so. Was, I mean, it's it's one of those, it wasn't a great, great, great day driving for Uber. So I'm like, well, if I make some more money picking up some, some dollar bills, why not? Yeah, you're not um, going to make that much driving for Uber, are you? <laughs> Unless you're lucky, I would um, say. Um, but it was just one of those uh, kind of, I mean, human nature. I mean, you see that much money go on the ground and, I mean, why not stop? And you'd never encountered anything like this before. Never in my life. <laughs> and because you couldn't see the armored car, you don't know where it came. You didn't know at the time where it came from. I, my my first two thoughts were it was either someone had robbed a bank or something like that and ditched money or it could have been an armored car. Mm-hmm. Just with that much money in the ground, there's really not many options it could have been. So it was, I, w- I was assuming armored car, and then when it, once the news broke out about it, I was not surprised. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the Record. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years, To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Our guest is aerospace major Philip Dean, uh, who had uh, a unique experience in Atlanta over the summer, and it uh, tested people's uh, ethical cores, shall we say. Could you tell how much territory these bills covered? I mean, did, were they all over the road, were on the side of the road, in the median? Um, it was the... The car had dropped it out of the the right side of the road, so it was mainly on the shoulder. And then, I mean, some money had floated onto maybe the first lane or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than, I mean, the first lane on the shoulder, not really for that far away. So that's probably one reason why nobody got hit in their mad dash for the money is because it was so close to the shoulder of the road. Thankfully so, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution story said that the armored car crew didn't even know the side door flew open until someone waved them down. So apparently they were driving quite a long way 
and the bills could have scattered quite as far as they knew, uh, as far as they drove before they even realized, oh my gosh, look what happened. Um, I, I mean, I, I would say I pulled maybe a thousand feet or so down the road and, uh, I mean, maybe 30 or 40 cars. I mean, if you line 30 or 40 cars up in a line, I was about maybe 50 yeah. after that. So after the main pile I saw, so it, it was not that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> thankfully for the, the drivers, at least from personally, they didn't make it miles down the road, dropping more money. Yeah. That could have been a worse situation. Uh, we're talking about an, an urban area, urban slash suburban area. So, you know, it, it could have been a great deal worse. You could have had cars crashing into each other mm-hmm. because they didn't know what was going on and, and who knows what. Like you said, initially you were in emergency mode. Did you uh, learn something in the Air Force that would have enabled you to be of assistance to them, first aid <laughs> techniques or anything like that? Uh, yes, we do go through very good training with uh SABC is the acronym. It's self-aid buddy care. And it's it's kind of a mixture of uh, just first aid and kind of first response um, from anywhere from just helping stopping bleeding to pressure to um, to tourniquets and just to try to help. I mean, you're you're not fully trained as a medical professional to do the same job that a doctor could do, but you're just trying to help the situation. So it was that just that first instinct of, I don't know what's going on. I really hope I can at least do something before an ambulance or someone that knows what they're doing at least shows up. How Um, long did you stay on the scene? I would say about three or four minutes. Did you contemplate picking up some of the money? I mean, did you sit there and debate with yourself whether or not to pick some up or was it pretty immediate? Uh, I definitely argued with myself there for, for about 20, 15 seconds or so. And as I'm like, like, well, I, I mean, it's free money on the ground. I should stop, or well, I should just keep going, not get in the way. I don't want to. I don't want to get arrested or anything crazy to myself. And uh, I made that decision of, well, why not stop? Everyone else is stopping. Why not? Mm-hmm. It was, and uh, I don't regret stopping at all. It was, yeah. it was interesting. It was a, it was a good experience. Did you take any pictures or video, or do you know of anybody who shot any pictures or video? I do not know of anyone personally, uh, at least by name or anything like that. But um, I did not. And several people around were definitely videotaping, uh, either by driving by or people who'd stopped and putting on social media, um, which, interesting enough, the Dunway Police Department mentioned that on their, their posts, uh, I believe it was about the next day, mm-hmm. and mentioning there were several social media posts. You should probably turn this in. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the Dunwoody Police Department's way of saying on their social media platforms, uh, uh, look, we've got pictures of you guys. If you picked up money and took it, we're going to get you anyway. Exactly. And uh, from what I remember their post, what they said was anything under $1,000 is a misdemeanor and anything over $1,000 is a felony. And I did not want anything to do with that over $18. <laughs> and we're talking about the transportation of money. This is U.S. currency. The incident occurred on a federal interstate highway. So if you had kept the money, then you would have gone to a federal pen because the armored car 
uh, I'm sure that they keep track of all the serial numbers of all the bills that they're transporting. And so if they're able to match the serial numbers on their list with the serial numbers of the bills that someone has in his or her possession, uh, you're toast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did did you think about any like anything like that, or did you? It, was it after you got home where you started thinking, "Hmm, maybe law enforcement could, you know, come down on me for this." Um, well, I, I got home and kind of sat down at the table with my parents and my grandmother, and uh, I kind of put the money on the table. I'm like, "This is what I got. This is the experience." I shared the story, mm-hmm. and um, it was definitely in the back of my head for about the next twenty four hours of. Well, this isn't mine. It mm-hmm. it shouldn't be mine. And I I kept thinking of if I had picked up eighteen thousand dollars, what would I do with it? Because mm-hmm. that's absolutely not my money. I mean, and that's that's tuition. I mean, exactly. <laughs> tuition and books. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's a new car. That's 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 a lot mm-hmm. of things. Um, and you had already been accepted to MTSU at this time. Yes, at that point. <laughs> and I had, so yes. you know where you were. You knew where you were going to be in the fall semester. Yes. Yeah. And it never occurred to you, hey, I could, you know, well, you didn't collect enough really to put toward your college education. It was just a no. little <laughs> bit of money. But if you had had that much, mm-hmm. I mean, and and you had used it to pay for your college education, they could have come back and traced you through MTSU. Exactly. And um, and it, it definitely sat in my back of my mind and kind of what I've been trained to do for the last six years or so in the Air Force and um, and just the way I was raised, uh, definitely knowing it was not my money, I kind of made that choice of, I debated it for about, I think it was 48 hours or so and then mm-hmm. then decided, okay, this is not mine. I'm, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> Did your parents and your grandmother weigh in on what they thought you should do? Well, my dad told me after the fact that if I had decided to keep it, he would have taken $18 down to the police department and turned it in himself. <laughs> but um, I didn't let him, I didn't give him that opportunity. So, <laughs> um, But he did go with me when I turned in the money. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields, and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, WISE Advisor. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Early Childhood Training Alliance, or TECTA, works to improve the quality of child care in Tennessee by establishing a statewide training and professional recognition system. Through TECTA, child care providers may be eligible for free orientation training, tuition support for early childhood academic courses, and networking opportunities, as well as other services. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking with Philip Dean, who was an aerospace major and uh, someone who experienced uh, an armored car incident in July on the interstate in Atlanta, which enabled a whole lot of people to collect a whole lot of money and potentially get themselves in a whole lot of trouble. When your thought process kicked in and you had this 48-hour period to, to think about it and mull it over and all that kind of thing, what do you think was the, the biggest factor in your 
deciding what to do? Was it the rigor of the Air Force training and the honor code that people in the military have to adhere to a sense of duty? Or do you think your upbringing was more a a factor in your decision to call the police department? I would say it's a little bit of uh, a little bit of both. I was raised very well by both my parents and they kind of taught me always to do what's right. And then with the Air Force, we have three core values, integrity first, service for self and excellence in all we do. And uh, in the integrity first, it's I've been taught this by several people and in, in, through my career. It's always doing the right thing when no one's around. I didn't pick up all the money myself, so I wasn't the one keeping everything in. And I know $18 wasn't that big of a difference for the grand total of the money that was lost. So it was just that kind of getting it off my conscience. And I knew that was the, the right thing to do. Was it mostly $1 bills? 13 ones and one $5 bill. I'm kind of surprised about the, the way this whole thing transpired. I mean, this is might not be something you can address yourself to, but when the armored car side door flew open, I'm wondering how these bills could have come out individually the way they did. I thought they bundled these things up. The armored car had made a couple runs to different businesses. And I believe it actually, from the, the story in Atlanta Journal, I believe it was a, uh, a strip club at one point they were at. I think that was the last stop before they went to the interstate. From my understanding of it, and through talking to the reporter at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, is a lot of it they just put into the bags and kind of zipped it up before they're taken to a bank or somewhere to actually process it and really put it into the right bundles they should be in, other than just maybe a band around the bills. Uh, so once it hit the ground, I guess, the bag kind of just gave out and the, yeah. the bills kind of decided to go go free. Well, if one of their stops was a strip club, goodness knows where that money has been. So I hope you washed your hands. <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> you were there long enough to see and absorb some of the media coverage of all of this. Did you, did you see any of the, the television reports or anything like that? Because if you Googled this story, they really jumped all over it because it was so odd. Um, the... The Atlanta Journal Constitution was definitely paying attention, and that's how they got a hold of me. Um, the next day, uh, they had apparently taken the body cam footage from the officer who I gave the money to, mm -hmm. and uh, they had gotten a hold of that footage and put it on on the news. So the next day, I was driving around with Uber, and uh, one of the the people I met down in Atlanta, uh, Megan, she actually texted me a, a picture of this, and she said, "Why am I seeing this on the news?" And it was me. Yeah. Like, Why are you on the news? And I was I was somewhat shocked and surprised because talking with the officer, I figured it wouldn't do anything. I was I wasn't interviewed as soon as I stepped out of the doors of the police department. That kind of surprised me, and I kind of did the research on it a little bit, and just to see what everyone else's experiences was, how much money had been turned in, and and everything like that. And when something goes viral, as you know. Everybody goes stark raving nuts and everybody shares it and mm -hmm. you, it goes across all kinds of social media platforms. How did you respond to being this kind of accidental celebrity? <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's been kind of interesting. And uh, actually, when you contacted me about this, it was, I was surprised and because uh, uh, you contacted me within 24 hours or so of when that story came out. 
from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you're the reason I found out that they'd published the, the article about it, which uh -huh. is interesting. And it was surprising. And uh, I shared it on my Facebook and the story from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and read through it. And it was a lot of really interesting information. And he he did a great job writing it, the the writer of the reporter. It, it's been interesting. And um, mm -hmm. it's it's been a blast just to enjoy it a little bit. And I mean, sometimes you get your 50 minutes of fame and mm -hmm. get to enjoy that. Has anybody come up to you and said, hey, I saw this on television or I saw this on social media or, or I read the AJC story and, and wow. Outside of the people I know, uh, it's been very, really quiet. Uh, a lot of the time I mentioned to people, uh, some of my closer friends who are familiar with the Atlanta area. Oh, do you know about the money that dropped on the on the scene there? I was actually there, and I could do, I could just share the story a little bit, which is exciting. Yeah. So we we know what you're going to do if this happens again. If it happens on the interstate in Murfreesboro or Nashville, and an armored car just happens to have its money fly out the door, <laughs> you will have plenty of experience in this regard. Exactly. Was the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporter accurate? Did he quote you accurately and everything? Yes, he did. Uh, he actually did a very uh, good job of kind of putting my thoughts on the paper. And uh, we we met at the Starbucks and talked for mm -hmm. about an hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of recorded everything and took everything in, asked very good questions. And mm -hmm. uh, I, once reading through the article, I was very surprised. <laughs> and uh, he, he did a great job kind of tying in loose ends for the story. So I was I was very impressed. Did your parents read it? They have, yes. They, <laughs> uh, my parents, my sister read it, and they were kind of excited to read that. And mm -hmm. Interesting. You didn't know there were so many nuts in the world, did you? <laughs> Jumping <laughs> out onto the interstate to chase dollar bills. Exactly. And uh, when we, when me and my dad went to the police department to turn the money, uh, the officer actually did get something over the radio of someone trying to get over, jump over the, the median to go get m more mm -hmm. money. And at that point, everything had been gone for a while, mm -hmm. but they had still been on the side of the road, kind of making sure no one stops and causes mm -hmm. issues. What was the officer like when you handed in the money? Was the officer surprised at your honesty or? Um, he actually just finished up with someone else. So he was, we kind of showed up and we we're trying to go upstairs to the police department. And uh, we saw him and like, hey, uh, what are you guys here for? And I'm like, oh, turn some money from, from the other day. And he's like, all right. So he goes back and gets another Evans bag, comes back out, and um, he he talked with us. He was very exhausted about the whole situation just because it was a long day for him and a long day for them. Um, and it was uh, Officer Jurgen mm -hmm. who actually dealt with the whole situation. I still have his card as a little receipt <laughs> and uh, has the, the case number on the back and how much I collected. So oh, all right. If they do try to chase me down, at least I have some proof. <laughs> <laughs> You're a junior, right? Uh, I'm... Or I'm going to graduate freshman? in about three years. You're going to graduate in about yes. three years. So are you a transfer student or uh, had uh, you had you had a previous college record? or? I had uh, two classes before here mm -hmm. and then uh, at a community college in North Carolina. And mm -hmm. then the Air Force gave me several credit hours. Oh. And uh, they they do the community college of the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the training they give actually does transfer into college credit. Okay. So that's why I'm on paper and junior. On paper, about you're a 70 junior. credits, but only about 12 or 16, so transferred. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this program. I think it's a fascinating story, and it's, uh, it is it it is an object lesson in, you know, how to behave and uh, human behavior and what people will and will not do for a buck. Philip Dean, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. We'll be right back. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation 
acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There is no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERRA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERRA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERRA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Randy Weiler has the middle moment. The MTSU Blue Raider Rice College football game, Saturday, November 16th, marks the 38th annual Salute to Veterans and Armed Services game. Activities include a Veterans Memorial Service, pregame picnic, Dr. Joe Nunley Award, 101st Airborne Flyover, Band of Blue Halftime Performance, Marines Toys for Tots Drive, and more. Chelsea Floyd and MT Athletics Marketing shares more. MT Athletics is proud to have our 30th annual Salute to Veterans uh, game this year, and I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be our biggest game that we've ever had when it comes to the VA support and our ROTC and our National Guard. Um, This year we're hoping to have a flyover and a whole section that's just tents and food for Mission Barbecue, helicopters that are land, static displays, just everywhere for families to learn more about the military and the vets and just appreciation event for them. That's MTSU on the record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.